Superintendent of Sulaco for the whole Costaguana section of the service was very proud of his company's standing. Captain Joseph Mitchell prided himself on his profound knowledge of men and things in the country. The political atmosphere of the Republic was generally stormy in these days. On a memorable occasion, he had been called upon to save the life of a dictator, together with the lives of a few Sulaco officials, the political chief, the director of the customs, and the head of police, belonging to an overturned government. Poor Senor Ribiera, such was the dictator's name, had come pelting eighty miles over mountain tracks after the last battle of Socorro, in the hope of outdistancing the fatal news, which, of course, he could not manage to do on a lame mule. The animal, moreover, expired under him at the end of the Alameda. Sir... Captain Mitchell would pursue with portentous gravity. The ill-timed end of that mule attracted attention to the unfortunate rider. His features were recognised by several deserters from the dictatorial army amongst the rascally mob already engaged in smashing the windows of the Intendencia. Early on the morning of that day, the local authorities of Sulaco had fled for refuge to the OSN Company's offices, a strong building near the shore end of the jetty leaving the town to the mercies of a revolutionary rabble. And as the dictator was execrated by the populace, on account of the severe recruitment law his necessities had compelled him to enforce during the struggle, he stood a good chance of being torn to pieces. Providentially, Nostromo, invaluable fellow, was at hand, and managed to snatch him away, for the time at least. Ultimately, Captain Mitchell succeeded in taking everybody off in his own gig to one of the company's steamers, just then, as luck would have it, entering the harbour. He had to lower these gentlemen at the end of a rope out of a hole in the wall at the back, while the mob howled and foamed at the foot of the building in front. He had to hurry them then, the whole length of the jetty. And again it was Nostromo, a fellow in a thousand, who, at the head this time of the company's body of lightermen, held the jetty against the rushes of the rabble, thus giving the fugitives time to reach the gig lying ready for them at the other end, with the company's flag at the stern. Sticks, stones, shots flew, knives too were thrown. Captain Mitchell exhibited willingly the long cicatrice of a cut over his left ear and temple. "'These gentlemen,' he would say, "'had to run like rabbits, sir. "'I ran like a rabbit myself.' Certain forms of death are uh, distasteful to a uh, respectable man. Under Providence, we owed our preservation to my capataz de cargadores, as they called him in the town. A man who, when I discovered his value, sir, was just the boatswain of an Italian ship. A big Genoese ship, one of the few European ships that ever came to Sulaco with a general cargo... He left her on account of some very respectable friends he made here, but also, I suppose, to better himself. Sir, I engaged him to be the foreman of our lightermen and caretaker of our jetty. That's all that he was. But without him, Signor Ribiera would have been a dead man. This Nostromo, sir, a man absolutely above reproach, became the terror of all the thieves in the town. Fifty percent of that murdering mob were professional bandits from the Campo, sir. But there wasn't one that hadn't heard of Nostromo. The sight of his black whiskers and white teeth was enough for them. They quailed before him, sir. 
That's what the force of character will do for you. It could very well be said that it was Nostromo alone who saved the lives of these gentlemen. The company's lightermen, natives of the Republic, behaved very well under their capitas. Such leadership was inspiriting. The main attack on the railway yards, on the OSN offices, and especially on the Custom House, whose strong room, it was well known, contained a large treasure in silver ingots, failed completely. Even the little hotel, kept by old Giorgio, standing alone halfway between the harbour and the town, escaped looting and destruction, not by a miracle, but because with the safes in view they had neglected it at first and afterwards found no leisure to stop. Nostromo, with his cargadores, was pressing them too hard then. It might have been said that there he was only protecting his own. From the first, he had been admitted to live in the interest